0: I'm Maria Ramsey. And I'm Anna Barnard, and you're listening to Never Wear Boring Socks. to Never Wear Boring Socks. We're very glad you've tuned in for our second episode this week.
1: Today we're going to talk about a very important concept and force in both of our lives, which is positive mental attitude, otherwise known as PMA. We'll talk about how PMA has manifested in our lives over the past few years, why it's been so important for us, And we're also going to talk about the benefits and values of PNA and how it connects to our overall goal of living intentionally and creatively. And then we're also going to discuss the power of choice in perspective and mindset.
0: Perfect. Yeah. So, Maria, before we begin our discussion, I'm going to ask you, what socks are you wearing today? I am wearing striped socks. They're pink
1: and green and white striped. And the reason I chose these socks is because they kind of remind me of watermelons and a, a theme in my life right now, something that I'm feeling very strongly at the moment is that I have a sense that summer is coming to an end and I'm really not ready for that yet. So I'm trying to hold on to the last little bits of summer as much as I can by embracing my watermelon colored socks.
0: I like that a <laughs> lot. Yeah, I do
1: too. And what socks are you wearing, Anna?
0: I am wearing a pair of socks that are, they are pink and orange and green, and they say Thou Art the Bomb. And I like these socks. They reminded me of positivity and enthusiasm, so that's why I wore them today. Very nice. Yeah, indeed. So, I'm excited to talk about PMA with you this week. Me too. Would you like to tell us what PMA stands for? Well, it stands for Positive Mental Attitude. Exactly. And I think
1: I think the term PMA
0: came from your mother, right? I
1: That's think so. That's where we
0: first heard it. That's the first time I remember hearing it is from my yeah, mom. Yeah, same. Uh, she always told me to have PMA, and now a kind of mantra in my life which a lot of my friends know about me, is PMA all day. I think that's my Twitter bio <laughs> right now. So, nice. <laughs> yeah, this has, like, been important for me for a long time. I don't remember the first time my mom talked to me about it, but it's been in my life for quite a while, I would say.
1: I feel like I've heard her talk to you about it, too, like when we're at family gatherings and maybe you start to complain about something a little bit. <laughs> She'll be like, PMA, Anna, a PMA.
0: <laughs> That's funny, which yeah. is how I heard about it. <laughs> I can't imagine her saying that. yeah so um so when I was thinking about PMA this week, a particular story came into my head that kind of reminded me of it and I think will help me to describe it a little better. So my mom is a doctor and she had a patient several years ago who um, she she died several years ago, but when my mom was um, treating her, she would visit this woman, and even though this woman's physical health was declining, she had this like very, very positive outlook on life, and she had this saying, which was, attitude is everything. And she would always say this, and she believed very firmly in this, and... That even though the uh, actual experiences of your life or physical uh, goings-on in your life might not be exactly what you want them to be, if you have a good attitude about them, they're going to inherently be a better experience for you. And despite her decline in physical health, she was still a very happy and enthusiastic person because she employed this positive attitude on life Mm -hmm. which I thought was really incredible considering the decline in her physical health which would I I mean I'm sure for me it would be very devastating and hard to like keep a positive outlook
1: yeah that seems like it would be a place where it would be really challenging to keep a positive outlook so that's very admirable that she was able to do so
0: yeah so I think that kind of embodies the whole idea of PMA and how it's not necessarily like what you are doing in your life, it's how you view what you're doing is what's going to ultimately give you the biggest reward, I guess.
1: I agree, yeah. Um, I have one specific concept I want to share too, one kind of story that's related to PMA. Uh, This was not phrased as PMA, of course, but it's a similar idea. I was taking a meditation class my freshman year in college. I think it was my, my first or second semester of college, and I signed up for this meditation class with my roommate. And the class was taught by a Buddhist nun. And the thing that really stuck with me after that class the most is this concept that she taught us about suffering once versus suffering twice about the same thing. So for example, you can be hungry, and that's a form of suffering, because you're uncomfortable because you're hungry, but you can also suffer twice about that same thing if you choose to be upset about the hunger, because then you're hungry, so that's like one level of suffering, and then you're also upset that you're hungry, because you're irritated, like ugh, why didn't I eat, when am I going to be able to eat, this is so annoying, that's a second level of frustration of negative emotion that is really not helping you at all because you're going to be hungry either way. So that that I really took with me past that class and has been really helpful Yeah, in terms of
0: my mindset. Yeah, I really love that. Well, I think what's mm-hmm. so interesting about that too is that I think sometimes when people are approaching an attitude or mindset change, they view it as like this difficult thing that they have to s- – forcefully like switch or maintain in their life but the essence of pma is that it actually makes your life easier rather than more difficult and i think like that totally illustrates that in such a good way because it's diminishing your suffering or your hardships rather than elevating them that's exactly an interesting story yeah
1: and it's kind of putting less effort in because then you don't have to put effort into worrying about
0: it it's like well that's how it is exactly yeah even though suffering i feel like we go to the place of like whining or negativity so easily it puts so much more strain on ourselves than if we just looked at things positively absolutely yeah so where are some other places where you've employed pma in your life or like day-to-day like what does pma look like for you
1: for me a lot of the time it's uh small things like i'll notice myself starting to get upset about something that's happening that might be frustrating i'm running late or something's not going the way that i want it to and then i sort of snap out of it which has gotten that shift has gotten faster since I've gotten more in practice of employing PMA, um, but I sort of come out of that and think, like, is this actually helping me to be upset about this? No, it's not. So it's really right. just a little mindset shift that comes in. I try to remind myself of when difficult things are cropping up. hmm Definitely. Yeah. Do you have any other things, other ways that you employ it in your daily
0: life? Um, well, anything different I would have to say, I think would go along the lines that PMA is really instrumental in the idea of, like, productivity, because a lot of the times, at least during high school, I would have, like, a very large to-do list of tasks that I had to complete, and a lot of them I didn't want to do. And so I would view them really negatively and be like, I have to do this. This is so annoying and terrible. I don't want to do any of these things. And therefore, I wouldn't do them. And then the list would get longer. And then I wouldn't get mm-hmm. anything done. Whereas if I looked at it positively and was like, okay, well... Um, I could have to do this other thing, but instead I get to do this, which is going to help me learn, even though it's something that I have to do, then I could take things, like, a step at a time, and I would be much more productive. So I think in addition to just, like, making yourself happier and having your outlook be more positive, PMA also helps you to be a more productive person, and it just helps you be more efficient in your day-to-day life as well, which I think people overlook a lot of the time when people suggest that they employ positive mindsets. Mhm. I agree. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I think it also kind of going back to what I was saying, maybe it makes you more resilient as a person because it'll allows you to deal with more, maybe it's more tasks like you're talking about or maybe it's just more hiccups in the road because you don't get bogged down by all the little details and all the little frustrations.
0: Right. Yeah, exactly. And to build on top of that, I found an article recently that was talking about actually scientific proof that positive mindset affected your way of life. And what I thought was so interesting about this study is that, again, it wasn't just that these people were happier, but it was that having a positive mindset gave people the skills to be more productive and view more opportunities in their life and so what it talked about was that when you revert to a negative emotion such as fear your brain automatically narrows the choices of things that you can do to get yourself out of that situation you kind of go into tunnel vision and you think i can't do anything i'm not gonna be able to get out of this this is so terrible and if you are shown, like, affirmations and positive things and then you're given um, a situation where you have to make a choice. When you are more um, used to thinking positively, your brain comes up with more options and possibilities for ways to combat a particular conflict or problem in your life. And so, therefore, positive thinking programs your brain to be more productive, but also to be more creative and kind of come up with different ways of thinking and processing things in your life, which I thought was super interesting because we are talking a lot about creative projects and stuff on this podcast and scientific reasoning states that positive thinking makes you more creative, mm-hmm. which I just think is so interesting. It is. It is. I have
1: definitely noticed that in my life. When I have a more positive outlook on things, it's very clear that my mind is open to more possibilities than if I'm focused on something negative. Um, I'm, like I'm thinking of one example in particular. I remember this one time in college. I got locked out of my room. I lived in a little house, and then I had a room with a specific key to my room inside that house, and I locked myself out, and didn't realize it until a little while later. I had actually gone out to, like, sit by a lake and meditate, which put me in a really good state to to have a positive mental attitude. And then I realized that I had locked myself out of the house. <laughs> and I feel like if I had not been in such a positive mental state, I could have very easily freaked out and just been like I don't know what I'm going to do like the place where you get your replacement keys might be closed cuz it might have been at that time it was I think it was a weekend and like I have to be at a orchestra rehearsal in a little while I don't know if I'm going to make it in time uh ah! but instead of doing that I kind of just wandered back to my house and was like hmm I wonder if I could climb in through the window and so I like ran into my roommate and her boyfriend and they helped me take the screen off and I like broke in through my own window <laughs> but I'm just thinking if I had not been in such a positive state at that time I don't think that solution would have even occurred to me but the way it did like I got a funny story out of it and, and it was fine
0: I made it that's awesome <laughs> <laughs> but yeah exactly that's like the perfect example of that mm-hmm. yeah that's so cool um it was <laughs> yeah so The other thing I was wondering about using PMA in your own life, has PMA changed for you at all in the last few years or whatever time span? I think it has. Uh, Well, for
1: one, I think I've just gotten better at it. I've gotten more in practice of using it. I, I feel like I have more kind of regular practices that help me cultivate it such as meditation and journaling and paying more attention to the language that I use around my situations. So I think all of those things have helped me, like I said, get better at it, use it more often. And yeah, this is maybe going in a little bit of a different direction, but I... I've, I've developed like a little bit more of a sort of spiritual practice and belief system in the past couple of years. And I feel like that has changed my perception of PMA because for me now, it's also about kind of trusting that, trusting in something larger than myself and sort of trusting that Everything is going to work out, everything is going to be okay, and that's affected how I view difficult situations, which was not so much a part of my understanding of PMA a few years ago. Right.
0: That's really interesting. Well, that's also encouraging to hear because I feel like in the last couple of years, I've like, kind of lost my ability to employ pma because (laughs) because high school is hard guys Uh (laughs) and yeah i don't know i feel like the last two years of high school is just so much notes to the grindstone college applications you barely have time to focus on things like intentionally using positive mindset Mm -hmm. and even though PMA is still something that I firmly believe in. I feel like I've lost practice in it, I think, just in using it all the time. And so it's good to hear that you've grown in using it over the past few years because I'm hoping that I can do that in the next couple of years too. And I feel like right now I'm at a point in my life where I can reflect on that and be aware that I wasn't using it and move forward and start using it much more often, which I'm excited to do.
1: Yeah, it's definitely something that you can grow. That's what I've found. And I think it's now is probably a really good time for you to be thinking about it, heading off to college, since college presents you with all sorts of these new challenges, especially if you're living away from home for the first time. So it's a really good time to
0: cultivate it. Right. Well, and speaking of the idea that you can grow PMA, which you just said, I kind of want to talk about the idea that I feel like when you view a a friend or companion, you view them as either, you can view them as either an optimistic or a pessimistic person. I feel like people label each other that way oftentimes, and they view, like, optimism as, like, an inborn thing. Mm-hmm. Whereas when we're talking about PMA, it's very much like this decision to use it in your life rather than... I'm an optimistic person, therefore I'm going to be positive because that's the way I am. It's more, I'm going to choose to be positive even though this situation may not be exactly what I want it to be and therefore it's going to make my life better. Or maybe you've always considered yourself a pessimistic person but now you're going to try to be more optimistic by using PMA or whatever. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think that's what's so powerful about it is that you can use it despite what you think about yourself in regards to optimism or pessimism.
1: Yeah, I definitely think that it's something that you can kind of change over time. Maybe you can't change your kind of basic tendency, but you can change how you respond to obstacles. Even if your first instinct is maybe to be pessimistic about something, you can change that response over time into Maybe you think that first, but then you check yourself and you probably get faster and faster as you're more in practice and check yourself and make make more positive changes in mindset. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think so. But, yeah, I definitely think it's a choice because – You're choosing to kind of hold your mind in a certain place or choosing to see the world in a certain way, which affects very much what your experience of the world is.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, Also, I know the whole idea of choicefulness has been really important for you lately. I know Mm -hmm. you have this thing about choosing joy. Do you want to talk about that a little bit? Sure. Well, I know
1: I wrote a blog post about choosing love. I might have written something, too, about joy. Uh, But I think... So what I wrote about in terms of choosing love is there's sort of an idea that I've heard from several different people that there's kind of basically one negative emotion and one positive emotion, and that the negative emotions stem from fear and the positive emotion stems from... Love, And I know those are kind of like big, grand words that have a lot of connotations, but that's just sort of a simple way to identify them, generally speaking. And I have just found that sort of going about my daily life, often when I'm making a decision, it could be a small decision about how to react to something that's happening, kind of like what we're talking about using PMA in your daily life, or it could be a bigger decision too. I often find that one choice feels more it feels more like it's stemming from fear and one choice feels more like it's stemming from a place of love or a place of joy. Something feels good because it it makes me want to do more of it. It makes me excited. It makes me feel more expansive whereas the negative option maybe makes me feel like stuck or just kind of icky about something so that has helped me just make little decisions about
0: how i react to things right yeah so basically our main point is that when you're practicing pma it's all about making a choice in your like in that moment to view something in a better light which is therefore gonna affect you positively um right I think if you kind of choose to view
1: something in a loving way also this is related to the love and fear thing if you choose to view something in a loving way even if it maybe is not exactly what you want you're going to get a very different reaction or outcome versus when you view it in a
0: fearful or negative way Right. Yeah. There's a saying that I really like, and it goes along the lines of if you believe that you can, then you will. And if you believe that you can't, then you then you won't. Mm-hmm. And the idea that, like, your actions and your abilities to complete things and do things are all based on choice. It's not a based on the arsenal that you have. It's how you're going to use it and how you're going to use those tools to your advantage. And that's all about choosing what you're going to do with them. And I think that's exactly what PMA is about, is if you use positive mental attitude, you're so much more likely to be able to accomplish things and to be able to love others and be able to view things in a more uh, enthusiastic way and be more excited about life. hmm I agree. Yeah. So we've been talking a lot about this concept or theory of PMA, But I also, I think we should talk a little bit about what actual practices we use Mm -hmm. to channel this. So are there any specific things that come to your mind if we're trying to recommend some ways to use PMA?
1: Yeah. So the first one that I've mentioned is meditation. And that, (laughs) the most obvious example of when that helped me was the time when I was sitting outside and meditating for however long I was meditating for and then that definitely very concretely put me in a good state of mind to go back and come up with a creative solution to my problem that I was facing. So, but I also think that meditation is is definitely very cumulative. It doesn't always show up like that. Like I'll meditate and then I'm in this like wonderful place for the rest of the day. It doesn't always work like that. But I think what meditation has done for me as a consistent practice is has kind of allowed me to take a moment in between my sort of perception of some stimulus some event that happens there's a moment between when I register that and when I react to it So that gives me kind of the space to choose how I'm going to react to it. Going back to the idea of choosing. So that has been very helpful. And if I have a moment to choose, I can think I want to view this in a more positive light because that's going to be more productive. That's going to be more helpful. So meditation has been very helpful for me in that way. And I also find that Uh, language is really important just the way that I talk to myself about certain situations so if something is going wrong and I start kind of freaking out about it and talking to myself like oh no this is so horrible like oh I wish this wasn't happening why did I do that I really try to notice when I start kind of going into a negative spiral language wise if I start talking about things negatively, whether it's in my head or out loud, and I really try to shift how I'm speaking about things and to try to speak about them in a less anxious way often. I tend to be an anxious person, so it's a lot of kind of anxious voices that come into play when things happen that I don't necessarily want to happen.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I want to speak to both of those because I think both of those are so important. Meditation is interesting because the whole idea of being able to use PMA is you have to have some sense of reflection. I think you have to have like what you said, you have to have space in your life to think I'm going to use this mindset instead of this one. So you have to Mm -hmm. make space and time to reflect on what you're doing rather than just acting in the moment. Now, acting in the moment is totally fine in some situations, but sometimes if you take a moment to consider how you're viewing something, then you can use PMA and look at things more positively and see the benefits of it. Um, And the other thing that I think is so interesting about meditation is that the main goal of meditation is that when when you're facing – Difficult things in your life, or you're suffering, it's not the goal, isn't to eliminate the different, the difficult things, or avoid them, or to somehow make it past the suffering. It's to find acceptance for it mm-hmm. in your brain and think, This is happening to me. I'm gonna take time to just be okay with that right now. Mm-hmm. So I think that kind of builds on the idea of PMA and that rather than trying to change the situation around you, you're changing the way you look at it. It's almost giving you, it's almost saying you don't have to change this. Like you can let go and just experience it. Instead, look at it differently and it'll ease the burden on you without you having to force change in this situation that might be difficult for you. Right, right. Yeah, and I think also the idea of self-talk is super important too mm-hmm. because I don't think we realize like how much we talk to ourselves inside our heads all the time. <laughs> I think if we started talking aloud to ourselves, people might think we're weirdos. But I, I think, do that
1: sometimes anyway. <laughs> yeah, and I
0: think everyone talks to themselves in their head. And I know... I'll be with my friends sometimes and we'll be, I don't know, we'll be stuck in traffic and we'll be trying to get to a dinner reservation and we'll be running late or something. And someone will get really tense and they'll be like, we're not going to make it. They're going to close our reservation. Oh my gosh. And I will say PMA all day, which is again, like this (laughs) mantra I have. And it's not, a, <laughs> and sometimes it's in a very joking way. But like, just saying that helps me a ton have yeah. a positive attitude because it's like it's fun and it's like almost kind of silly. But um, it allows me. Phone ringing. Is that like, on I your that. end? That's on my end. Yeah. Oops. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just. But you were in the car. PMA all day. I was day. talking about PMA all day. Yeah. Um, and so saying PMA all day to myself just, like, energizes me and pumps me up, and also it just puts a smile on my face. If you can make yourself smile, you're going to look at things more positively. So try to, like, make yourself laugh or make yourself smile, and it's automatically going to give you a sense of positive outlook without really even trying to do that.
1: Absolutely. I think also finding the humor in situations is really helpful, even if... You can't necessarily feel really good about a situation that's happening. If you can laugh about it a little bit, that's just going to put you in a better place. And you'll react to things more positively.
0: Yeah. And there's always a balance with that. But I think if, yeah, if you find something that will make you laugh, it's going to automatically change the spin on the situation for you. Right. Another thing that's helped me with PMA, I think, is writing and journaling, um, which goes along the idea of self-talk. Because when you're journaling, you're basically writing to yourself. And so, and the great thing about journaling that's even better than the idea of positive self-talk is that writing gives you a very larger space for reflection Um, whereas if you're just thinking to yourself, your thoughts are coming a mile a minute and there's not a lot of space to reflect on what you're thinking about. And journaling is the perfect space to do that. And some people, what works for them is the idea of affirmations, writing down things that they can say to themselves that will put them in a better mood or change their outlook on something. Um, but also... What I do is I write down things that I'm grateful for each day, and that allows me to see the world in a better view, too, because it forces you to find positive things. At the end of the day, I write down three things I'm grateful for, and that automatically changes my brain to think of things in a better light and be thankful for those things. So I think just creating little practices like that automatically trains your brain to switch on this positive mindset that you can use day to day. I agree. And journaling has been very helpful for me too. That
1: was the the third thing on my list related to language. Um, because like you said, it is sort of a version of self-talk, but it does give you more space, more time to reflect and sort of consider what you're thinking. It gives you more space to really... Examine your thoughts because you're writing them out on paper, and you can see, like, oh, that's maybe not a helpful thought that I'm having, or maybe writing it down leads you, it takes long enough to write that down that it leads you down another thought process that maybe you find helpful in some way. So, my I do a couple different things with journaling, I also sometimes do the gratitude. Thing I'm not doing it super consistently at the moment and sometimes, sometimes instead of necessarily just writing things that I'm grateful for, I just write down like some positive things that I can think of. Sometimes it's things I'm grateful for that happened that day or it could just be like the sun was shining and the light was really pretty or something like that. It could also be something that I'm excited about. So not necessarily something that has already happened or something that made me smile that day. So just a few good, I guess it is still a gratitude journal, a few good things that have happened or are happening in my life to keep me focused on the positive things that are happening. And then the other way that I find myself journaling very often is I'll... I'll kind of write myself, like, little pep talks or little love notes, which are, like, really fun to read and write, and they're, like, they might sound kind of ridiculous if I were to (laughs) say them out loud or put them out in the world, because they're sometimes kind of goofy, but sometimes I start out and I'm, like, in a bad place, but then I sort of end up kind of consoling myself and being like, actually actually, you're okay, and I end up at the end writing something kind of inspirational to myself, like, you're amazing, and you're beautiful, and you're going to have a wonderful day, and it's, like, super corny and weird, but it makes me feel better.
0: (laughs) I do the same thing, yeah. Yeah. I think pep talks are super important, because sometimes you're the only person who can give yourself a pep talk. So true. And (laughs) so you got to do it. Because who yeah. else is going to do it for you? No one's going to do it for you. So you need to pump your, yourself up. Um, and I, I sign my name at the end of every journal entry, which, again, also sounds silly. Because <laughs> I I'm literally writing to myself. <laughs> but I always write something nice, like, love always. I give myself some X's and O's. I say, like, you're the best. Because, again, <laughs> it's just training yourself to view your own life more positively
1: yes I do that too I have so many journal entries that start out with dear Maria and then this like really sweet little love note to myself and then it ends like like so much love Maria with like a little star or something so it's like dear Maria love Maria
0: (laughs) exactly and like some days you might not be feeling that great about yourself but like if you write it just fake it till you make it like if you yeah. if you if you literally write down that you appreciate yourself and that you are great, et cetera, et cetera, like you're gonna you're gonna believe it. That's how writing has translated to my life. So that's a tactic that I think would be really important in the use of PMA if you're really mm-hmm. trying to train yourself to use it more.
1: I also think that like even if you don't feel like you can say something really nice about yourself or about your day or what's happening, if you start out writing like, this sucks, this is horrible, I hate this, and then kind of as you go on and as you've let go of those feelings and those thoughts, you put them out on paper, I think you can start to find little things to be grateful for, little things to be positive about. So maybe you start out super negative, but then you start writing something like, well, at least it's was really nice out today, or, like, I'm really proud of myself that I'm taking the time for myself to journal right now, and that's a nice thing that I'm doing for myself. Good job, Maria.
0: Well, that's a really interesting point, too, because that's reminding me, I've been thinking recently that my journal acts as kind of two different spaces simultaneously for me. It acts as this place where i can be endlessly positive to myself even if i don't treat myself like that in real life um i can treat Mm -hmm. myself super well in my journal and tell myself all these affirmations about myself so then maybe that will translate eventually to more self-love in my day-to-day life but also it's a space to be incredibly negative if i need to be because mm. I don't want to be incredibly negative in real life. And so if I need to get negative emotions out, I try to do it in my journal. Because I'm the only one reading it. It's the only one affecting me. If I'm frustrated by something, I can write it down. And then I think it gets part of that out of your system. I, th- I think you can mm. kind of let go of it if you, if you write it down. And so I don't think anything is bad about writing down negative things either because i think if there's like a sense of relief there's a sense of it like being gone obviously you're gonna still hang on to parts of it but if you can write it down there's a sense of like giving it up or having a separate space for that negative emotion or whatever and so which means that you're gonna use more positive emotions in real life because you'll get your negative emotions out on paper so I think it kind of works two ways in that regard Mm -hmm. I definitely agree I think
1: it allows you to go to both extremes that you wouldn't necessarily want to project onto the people or situations into your life but you can express those feelings both positive and negative in your journal where no one else has to see it right which can be really helpful
0: exactly yeah Um, Before we kind of wrap up this overall discussion, I want to cover the idea that I'm sure people are somewhat skeptical about the idea of PMA or continual optimism. I think there's a lot of arguments where even though optimism is really important, it can be really detrimental sometimes or that you need realism or even pessimism sometimes. So do you have anything to say about that? Because I think this discussion is really interesting. I think people have a lot of different viewpoints on it. Mm -hmm. And I don't just want to come into this and say, use PMA. Everything's going to be great. Your life is going to be so much better when it's not that simple, I guess. Right.
1: I think, I mean, there's definitely some sort of a balance that you have to take into account. You can't just pretend that negative things aren't happening at all. But so what I think about when like when you were talking about optimism, optimism and realism, what comes into my mind is the idea of denial. So I think there is there's a big difference, but also maybe a fine line between PMA and denial because I think So denial I see as refusing to look at reality. Like maybe your reality is not what you want it to be. So you're just going to ignore it. You're going to pretend it's not there and think about something else instead. So that I would classify as denial. And I see PMA as more of a lens through which we can reinterpret seemingly negative events. So you're not pretending that those events aren't happening. You're not ignoring the situation and just trying to focus on something else entirely. You're looking directly at the situation, but with more of a solution-oriented mindset rather than a problem-oriented mindset. There's this one thing that I've heard Deepak Chopra say a couple of times where he talks about you can't come up with a solution if you're focusing on the level of the problem which I think is definitely seems to be true in my experience because of the fact that having a more optimistic perspective gives you more a broader uh, just a broader perspective more possibilities that you can see available to you so I think it's really just about changing your perspective on events rather than trying to change events or circumstances that are beyond your control, which is definitely unrealistic. You're not trying to do that. You're also not trying to ignore them, which is not necessarily unrealistic, but trying to ignore problems, I think it just can be irresponsible. So instead, I think the goal with PMA is to not ignore negative situations or events, not try to change things you can't change. Obviously, if there is something you can change, then you should do it. But I think the the thing with PMA is that it helps you see what you can change and what you can do
0: about the situation, yeah. which is why
1: I think it's helpful.
0: Yeah. No, I love that idea of how PMA is different from denial and how denial is a a harmful behavior where PMA is a beneficial one. And something that I wanted to add on to that, I was listening to a podcast episode recently that was discussing the idea of optimism and it was saying optimism is helpful when it's somewhat action oriented. And so when you know you have done certain actions that will allow you to be optimistic or positive um, about a situation. But when something bad might happen or you really have no control of anything and you're just like, well, I'm going to have a positive attitude about it and like that's going to fix everything. But you're not doing anything to change the situation at hand. The ideal of denial um, kind of plays into that as well. That's where... PMA isn't really helpful anymore because you've kind of let the idea of control out of your hands and you're more just kind of throwing caution to the winds and hoping that things are going to turn out all right. And so I think this idea of choicefulness, action, taking steps to look at things differently and make change in your life is what PMA is rooted in rather than the idea of blind faith or hope or like you've talked about denial right that is also reminding me what you just said about
1: this proverb i forget where it comes from i'll have to look that up but i think the proverb is something like move your feet while you pray so basically like have faith and have the belief that Things will work out. The world is good, whatever your beliefs are. But don't just sit there and hope that it's going to go away on its own. Move your feet also. Take action while you have this more positive mindset. Right.
0: Exactly. Yeah, I love that. That's really great. Okay, so we're going to talk briefly before we wrap up about some goals that we have moving forward with PMA. So, Maria, what do we individually want to do to cultivate PMA more in the next week, next month going forward?
1: Well, like I said, I, I have a pretty consistent meditation practice, but it's been a little bit spottier since, I think maybe because we were on vacation since we were in Wyoming last week and I wasn't always doing it there and, I was working all week, so it kind of got neglected a little bit this week. So I would like to try to get back into doing it every morning or every day if I don't get it done in the morning. But So doing that more consistently. And I haven't been journaling really as much as I have been in the past sometimes too. So I think I'm going to reinstate the the sort of... I like to do five positive things at the end of the day. I just did that last night for the first time in probably a couple weeks because I was feeling kind of cranky last night and it did make me feel better. So I would like to get back into doing that every night, writing down a few things that I'm grateful for. Great. Meditation and gratitude journaling.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. I also want to start doing meditation regularly. I have always had the goal of doing it but I've never gotten into a routine of it and I think it's going to be really important for me to get into a routine of it when I'm going into college in just a few short weeks Um, so that's one of my main goals and another one for me is the idea again of my mantra PMA all day I feel like that always lifts a situation for me but I feel like I haven't been saying it as much as I usually do and so my goal is just to keep using that mantra more often but also accepting everyone else's mindsets in the situation as well sometimes pma all day is important but sometimes it's over enthusiastic and sometimes it can just get annoying if there's no meaning behind it and so Mm -hmm. i want to use it in a productive way to benefit me and the other people around me so that's my goal moving forward with pma
1: sounds good we'll have to Keep our listeners and each other updated. Let each other know how we're doing with that.
0: Yeah. And speaking of our listeners, we want to give a bit of a call to action for you all as well. So we want you to let us know what ways that you have used PMA in your life before or what allows you to have PMA or what allows you to cultivate it. Um Is there something specific that is kind of your PMA language in your life, or what other mindset tools have helped you to cultivate this, Um, and what will you implement going forward in doing this? So we want to hear from you, get in contact with us, send us an email, um, and we want to continue this conversation about PMA.
1: Yeah, so basically, how have you already cultivated PMA? What helps you do that, or maybe what you're going to do moving forward maybe if you were inspired to try something new and that maybe that we mentioned in this episode or something else that you thought of if you have something else that we didn't talk about we'd love to hear that as well you can send us an email uh, I would also like to maybe direct our listeners to a couple of resources for getting started with meditation and journaling since those are both things that we talked about and I know that for a lot of people those are kind of seem like difficult things to tackle they're like people don't feel like they're writers so they don't feel like they know how to journal or maybe meditation just sounds really like out there and they don't really know how to go about it so I have a couple in mind maybe you have some to add as well Anna so my I have there's one book that I Really like about journaling that was written by Katie Dalebout, who's also an a podcaster, an excellent podcaster. Um, And her book is a book of journaling prompts, sort of for all sorts of different situations. So I would definitely check that out if you feel like journaling is something you want to try, but you don't really know how to start, or if you are a journaler, you are a writer, and you're kind of interested in other ways to go about it i've found her book really interesting it's called let it out a journey through journaling and we can put a link to it in the show notes on my website
0: yeah yeah i you gave me that book i've read part of it (laughs) i really liked it so far and i'm in the process of reading it still so i think it's a really great resource too um and a meditation practice that i've used that has helped me which is an app that you can download is called headspace My mom and I both have used it in the past. I really enjoy it. I think it does a really good job with introducing you into the idea of meditation. You can get 10 guided meditations for free and it's just 10 minutes a day and it gives you kind of an introduction into what meditation is. And so it's really low time commitment. It's very relaxed. It walks you through everything and then if you really enjoy that, then you can subscribe to Headspace and use meditation in more specific areas in your life as well. But I would really suggest using that app. It's helped me a lot.
1: Yeah, I think that if you're new to meditation and it sounds overwhelming to just sit and not do anything, I know that's kind of an uncomfortable thought for a lot of people. I think a guided meditation is an excellent way to start And you could even keep doing guided meditations forever, if that's what resonates with you. Or you could start with that and then move to something else. I have also done the kind of intro Headspace series. I thought it was really useful. Like you said, low time commitment, pretty easy to follow. Um, And I like his voice, too. (laughs) So do
0: I. That's (laughs) That's one of my favorite parts about it. He's Australian. His voice is really calming. Uh, It's really great. This is not an ad. Just check out Headspace because it's awesome.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And I I have a lot of other kinds of other meditation resources, but I feel like that's a really good one to start with. So maybe we can get into more of the specifics in another episode because I've tried a whole bunch of different kinds and I have some other other recommendations if you're interested in checking out more. Yeah,
0: that would be wonderful.
1: So let us know if that's something you want to hear more
0: about. Okay, um, we're going to do a routine or segment right now that we're going to continue doing each episode to wrap things up. Um, what we're going to do is one of us each week is going to select a quote that we find applies to the subject of our episode that week. And we're going the, – the one person who's picking the quote is the only one who knows what the quote is. The, the other one of us doesn't know what quote they've picked. And we're going to discuss the quote briefly and what kind of meaning we take away from it. So Maria picked the quote this week. What quote did you pick that connects with PMA that we can talk about? So this was a hard decision
1: because I have a little notebook of quotes that I like and I have so many that are related to this because it is such an important part of my life and something that's been so helpful. But the one that I would like to talk about today is from Aristotle. And it is, happiness depends upon ourselves. And what I really like about this quote is the focus on how we are in charge of our own happiness, our own emotions, our own responses to situations. So we do not have to depend on outside people or sources or events to dictate how we're feeling.
0: I Yeah, I love that because I am so guilty of the mindset that if I just do this or if I just get to this point or if I just accomplish this goal, then I will be happy and I just have to do this and then I will find happiness and I just do this, then I will get peace or whatever. And it never works out the way you want it to (laughs) you always think it's gonna be super great but then you get done with that and then there's always this always this other thing that has already popped up that is preventing you from happiness as well that you also have to get done and what i've learned is that you have to make happiness out of what you've got and control it yourself and find it wherever you can and it's up to you to do that, which is exactly what Aristotle is saying in that quote.
1: Nice job, Aristotle. Yeah, thank you for Smart sharing Smart guy, that for, I guess. Yeah, yeah that was one. You're welcome. <laughs> okay, sure. All we... right, so I think that's it for today. Is that right, Anna? I believe so. All right, well, thank you, everyone, for tuning in to our second episode of Never Wear Boring Socks. And we hope to see you here next week because we will be discussing the exciting experience that is college specifically starting out college because Anna's going off to college for the first time
0: in just a few weeks. Yeah, moving day. It's very
1: exciting. Move in
0: day is 2 weeks from the day we're recording this. So, it's coming That's up crazy. fast. Yeah. I can't believe
1: that you're in college already, but whatever. Yeah. I guess I guess you are. I can't really I'll either. I accept it. It's a little
0: <laughs> crazy. I still feel like a young child. But, I think we all do. Yeah. In some ways. Yeah. <laughs> A topic for another episode. <laughs> Indeed. But yeah, I'm really excited for this. Marie's going to give me some advice, some much needed advice. Um so this is going to be especially helpful I think to other people who are going into college soon. So tune in next week. It's going to be really great. Yeah. And if you enjoyed this episode, please tell your friends and leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you find your podcast. We'd really appreciate it, and it really helps other people find us, and it helps to get, to get the word out.
1: You can find show notes for this episode and links to anything that we talked about in the episode at mariacatherine.com. That's K-A-T-H-A-R-I-N-E mariacatherine.com podcast
0: 002 yep and we would love to hear from you uh, please find us on facebook and instagram at never wear boring socks on twitter at no boring socks or you can send us an email at never wear boring socks at gmail.com uh, please get in touch with us we would love to hear from our listeners And we'd like
1: to thank our audio editor, Ben Ramsey, a.k.a. The Cheese Beast, as well as our Twitter supervisor, Martha Barnard. So thank you to both of them for helping compose and record our music as well.
0: Thank you so much for listening to our episode this week. We hope to see you next week. And remember to never wear boring socks.